Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome aboard. Glad you decided to tune us in and you were able to find us here on More Outdoors each and every Saturday morning, 7 to 9 a.m., uh, this week, uh, we're going to have some special guests joining us uh, later this hour. Melissa Terrebone, who is uh, with the Grand Isle Ladies Only Fishing Rodeo that's coming up shortly. We're going to talk to her, give you all the details on how to get signed up, who's eligible, and what you'll be fishing for. We're also going to talk to Missy Fox, who is the uh, director for the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Foundation. They've got the Wild Night coming up in Baton Rouge uh, this Thursday evening, uh, I'll be there in attendance and want to invite you to come by there. Very great organization. We'll get her to talk about the Wildlife and Fisheries Foundation, some of the wonderful work they do, and how you can get involved in coming out and enjoying some really tasty food from some chefs and also participating in some live and silent auctions, maybe win yourself a fishing trip or some merchandise. Also got raffles and lots of stuff to talk about with uh, Missy. And we're also going to be joined by uh, Dr. Jim LaCour, who is the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries State Veterinarian. Uh, Deer season is here. Archery season is open. The gun seasons will be opening shortly. And we need to get an update on our chronic wasting disease situation here in Louisiana. And he's got the latest information on that and uh, tell us about what the latest uh, precautions are necessary to avoid the spread of it here in Louisiana. has not yet been found, but uh, it has made its way to the northern reaches of Mississippi, close to the Louisiana border. Uh, it's also been found in Texas to our west, but so far so good. And I uh, understand that there's uh, someone working at LSU that is uh, very near or actually arriving at a cure or a prevention for it. And we'll ask Dr. LaCour about that. Phone lines are going to be open for you. If you want to call us, it's area code 504-260-6368 is the telephone line. If you care to text us, it's 870-870. And uh, we're going to take your calls on a, and text on a couple of things. Uh, one, um, <laughs> I've had a lot of fun this morning. i got a, a very unusual, unlikely is a better word. Uh, fishing guest that's going to be fishing with us for a TV feature next week. And I would love for you to uh, tell me who you think that is. We've got several people that have already guessed that there was one, a couple of clues we dropped, and some people, were uh, they, they jumped on it and found out who it was. But uh, we're getting some very interesting uh, guests. Also, we had this uh, bad boy, the outdoors. You know, we do that every week. And this one, you know, guy gets caught over in Slidell by video surveillance, which, you know, people, uh, if they don't understand that there's video surveillance everywhere now, they should. Uh, he comes up on uh, a Southside Cafe, very popular restaurant right there on Front Street, Highway 11, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I go there quite often. It's kind of the hangout place. If you're a fisherman, uh, fishing guides are there, like you to see them there after their trips. They bring some of their customers there. Great food, got a really good menu, good service. And this guy goes in there, and he comes out, and he spots uh, some very expensive rods and reels in the back of a pickup truck. Nobody's around. So he decides, uh, I'm going to take these for myself. So they catch him on surveillance. They got his picture. They put it up 
It goes uh, on Facebook, and several people identify him. They tell the police who he is. They locate him in Slidell with the fishing rods and reels, and he was booked into the jail and cited for theft over $1,000. Well, the question now is, uh, if he's convicted, and it certainly looks like he will be, what should be the punishment? What would you, the judge, give this guy? Because stealing somebody's rods and reels, that's bad enough. But these were earmarked to be donated to the Wounded Warrior Fishing Rodeo and awarded as prizes and to raise some money. And uh, this guy decided that, uh, don't know if he knew that was the case or not, but doesn't matter. What do you think? If you were the judge, what would the punishment be? 504-260-6368. Our text board is at 870-870. I tell you, it's been very active this morning. Uh, here's another one, uh, someone that wants to guess on who the fishing guest will be next week. Harry Connick, Jr. Well, he's an entertainer, but it's not Harry. Um, he said he caught those Wednesday. I don't know what he caught. I guess he may be trying to send a picture. Let me remind you, uh, we have this text message board that comes directly here to the studio, but you can't make attachments of video or, or pictures, images with it. It's strictly the text itself. So uh, whatever you caught, congratulations, but unfortunately we can't see it. All right, then we have uh, another Gary Responi. No, I'm not going fishing with Gary. Uh, another Bob Breck. Now, here's somebody that suggests uh, what the sentence should be for our bad boy. Send him to the VA hospital to empty bedpans. Ooh. Yeah, that could be a, a fitting and just uh, community service project for him. Uh, then uh, 0460, you got it right. You guessed the fishing guess. Uh, then we have Archie Manning. Uh, I talked to Archie about him and Peyton going with us uh, when Peyton was in town to receive his honor for being inducted into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame last summer. But unfortunately, it was in between that and he was going to the Passing Academy. And uh, he was also working on that ESPN documentary, which I, I've yet to see. And I know it's going to be special where he kind of did like 100 years of the NFL, went back and and, and traveled the country and talked to a lot of people and conducted some interviews in that very humorous, uh, stylish way that he has. So it should be a great show. If you see it, I strongly suggest you, you watch it. All right, um, let's see. Here's one for the bad boy. I would send your bad boy on a hunting trip as a caddy for some wounded warriors. Accidents happen. I'm a veteran, so I'm not inclined to be nice here. That's not a bad idea. Let him clean the game, clean the guns. Uh, carry stuff around. Yeah, that, that, that would be appropriate. Uh, here's one from our Alabama friend, David Hubble. Is your mystery guest going to be Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser? No, he's not, but he'd be a good guy to fish with. Um, this is Big Daddy Harry from St. Rose, headed to Delacro, running late. Don't worry about it. Got a good tide range. You have to be there daylight. You catch fish. Um, Kim Cottrell, she's filming in New Orleans now. Really? What is she filming? Text me back. But it's not Kim, no. Um, fishing with Eddie Responi. That's the governor candidate. No, not Eddie. Eddie's going to be busy next week. Believe me, it's the week before the election. He's going to be scrambling, uh, trying to get in as many votes as he can. Uh, Miranda Lambert. Don't know Miranda Lambert. Uh, another Morgus the Magnificent. Well, good old Morgus. You know, a lot of people probably say, you keep getting this Morgus guess. Who is Morgus the Magnificent? Morgus the Magnificent goes back to the 50s, the late 50s. 
Uh, he was a, a character, a very unique character. He he pretended he was a, uh, actually, I think he believed he was <laughs> this doctor. And he wore a lab coat, had scraggly, dirty hair, blood smeared all over him. He was kind of a sloppy guy. He had an assistant named Chopsley, which was about a, a seven-foot-tall mute who wore a hood over his head, looked like a axe man. And he had a skull named uh, Eric. And he would introduce uh, old movies, old horror movies, like uh, The Wolfman and Dracula and Frankenstein. And it was called The House of Shock. And in between the breaks, uh, he would put on these little skits and he would do these experiments. And uh, he used to go on the radio with me and, and would take phone calls. And I tell you what, one of the most creative, uh, wonderful actors and people, you have to call him an actor that there was. Morgus, and he's still around. He's doing a Halloween special, by the way. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where it is, but I, I think it's at one of the theaters. Google him, Morgus the Magnificent. He also, they made a movie called The Wacky World of Morgus the Magnificent. I'm telling you what, he was he was big time. He was hot in his day. All right, here's one says, I'm going on the water with Maxine Waters. Now, as far as taking the hint as the most unlikely people to be fishing with me, that is one. Yeah, but unfortunately, it's not the correct one. Uh, here's one that says, make the bad boy clean the outhouse. <laughs> at the old six hunting camp with a rope and a bucket. I have been there. Oh, I would take any punishment other than that. That's brutal. Oh, here's one that says, uh, this is from Jerry listening to us and Amy. Let him wash cars in the Slidell VA clinic for veterans and staff. There you go. Or just do a car wash and then all the tips and donations, instead of giving them to him, it goes to the Wounded Warrior Project. How would that be? You know, that's the kind of punishments I like to hear. When a judge gives them something that is reparation, it makes them pay back for what they did. And the people who were were, were the victims of the crime become the beneficiaries of it. All right, keep sending them, 87870. And, in fact, I'll, I'll kind of maybe give you that after the break. I'll give you that bad boy story again in case you, you missed it earlier. Scott Bakula. Uh, why would you say Scott Bakula? I don't know, but it's that's not him. Uh, Sammy Kershaw, good musician, but uh, entertainer, not him. Steven Seagal. Uh, Jim Henderson, yeah, Jim and I fished. He's not by any means one of the most unlikely. Neither is Bobby Bear, and Bobby's name keeps popping up. Uh, Ronell Johnson is your special guest. Oh, Raynell. <laughs> it said Ronell. Raynell. Oh, Raynell, we need to go fishing. Let's see. Here's one that says... Um, Bianca Del Rio is a female impersonator. Oh, okay. Your clue was when I asked man or woman, you said yes, so you need to explain. Uh, you're very close, but uh, not it, now that I know who Bianca Del Rio is. All right. Um, sorry, but I drifted off asleep when the guides were talking. Or where's the rest of it? Maybe you didn't finish your text. And the question, so who is it? We will let you know. Keep on listening. Did anyone start catching specks at Seabrook or Bayou Avenue? That's from Elliot. Uh, no, I have not heard. I would not doubt that they do start catching them. It's getting about that time. Fish are transitioning, and water's getting better, cleaner, saltier. we got been some steady east wind. Wouldn't be surprised, but I have not yet got a report. Um, let's see. Then we got a text on uh, depth on defense because how fast we score. That sounds like somebody's involved in an LSU description. Anyway, we're going to take a timeout. We come back. I'm going to go over the bad boy thing and continue to take your text. Who is this unnamed mystery fishing guest I'll be filming television with? 
doing it Tuesday. We're back right after this. You want to call 504 504- 260-6368 is our telephone line. We're back right after this timeout. Well, repeating our earlier bad boy story, on Wednesday, the Slidell police were notified of a theft of several brand-new rods and reels valued at $1,000 from the back of an open truck at Southside Cafe on Highway 11. To make matters worse, the poles were to be auctioned off to benefit the Wounded Warrior Project at this weekend's fishing rodeo. The suspect, however, was captured on surveillance video, which enabled the detectives to identify the suspect as Jeffrey Effler of Denham Springs. Effler was located at a house in Slidell with the fishing poles. The poles will be returned to the rightful owner and will be auctioned to benefit the Wounded Warrior Project and booked into the Slidell City Jail with one count of theft over $1,000 in merchandise, was 34-year-old Jeffrey Effler of Denham Springs, Louisiana, our bad boy, the outdoors. And given the circumstances on this case, if convicted, and it's very likely he will, they caught him with the goods, got him on video, um, what would be your suggested punishment? Um, And I'm not talking about jail time or fines. Certainly, if you think that warrants it, that would be appropriate, but... What would be some community service, that he, a way that he could pay back uh, the Wounded Warrior Project and those veterans that he attempted to shortchange? What do you think it would be? i got a couple of suggestions, and some of them pretty good. Text it to me or call it in, 504-260-1870 is the telephone number. And if you care to shoot us a text, it's 870-870. We're also taking texts this morning, been taking a lot of them, uh, on who you think my mystery fishing guest for our TV feature next week will be. And here's one that's, this is a new one, Ellen DeGeneres. No, not Ellen. She's from uh, this area and uh, went on to bigger and better things. She's definitely an entertainer. Um, some of the other ones we've gotten, uh, you know, we've gotten a lot of them that say uh, Morgus and Bobby Bear and Jim Henderson. Uh, we've got a lot of repeat ones for um Eddie and Gary Rasponi, the two brothers, um, Billy Nungesser, uh, Marshman, Todd Masson was another one, Archie Manning. Uh, if you think you know who it is, Bob Breck, Weather People, 504-260-1870, or you can text us at 870-870. And one of the suggestions we got uh, for our bad boy was to, to send him to the VA hospital for duty, and his job would be to empty bedpans. That might be an appropriate punishment for attempted theft of $1,000 in fishing rods and reels that are earmarked to raise funds for wounded warriors. Uh, the other one said to, to use a bucket and a rope to clean out the outhouse at the Old Six Hunting Club. Oh, that is, uh, I think I'd rather face a firing squad than that Oh, boy. All right, there's a lot of stuff going on today in and around the area. I tell you, October is probably the busiest month for outdoor activities, and there's a ton of them. Right, let me give you some suggestions if you got some time this weekend. Uh, today and tomorrow over at the Castine Center, Pelican Park in Mandu. If you've never been there, beautiful place, lots of parking, free parking, by the way. When you go inside, uh, you're going to find over 2,000 hand-carved and collected decoys. And not just duck decoys, there's other carvings of, of stunning wildlife, uh, uh, birds, uh, uh, also some, some animals you'll see. And this is a lot of it is done strictly by local guys with a, with a knife and wood and paint. 
and it's amazing. Sometimes you look at the detail, and you can almost imagine if you if you blew on them that the feathers would part, that they look so real. And it's actually a combination show. They they do some competition. They have judges that award. I think it's up to over forty thousand dollars in prizes now. Uh, they have you get the vote. They have a People's Choice Award on the one that you think, and you can compare that with the judges. And one of the really good aspects of this is if you've if you've ever thought about getting involved in carving decoys, uh, collecting decoys, painting the decoys. Those guys that belong to that uh, Carvers and Collectors Guild, they're actually doing on-hand, hands-on demonstrations at their exhibit tables. And they will uh, give you some advice and actually kind of bring you along. You can join the association. I know a lot of people who never thought they would be interested in it and got into it big time and uh, really do well with it. So that's uh, today and tomorrow. I think the hours, it opens at about 9 a.m. And uh, you might want to check all that out. Casting Center. Pelican Park in uh, Mandeville. It's right next to Fountain Blue State Park. All right, here's uh, another guest, and this is the second guest for David, uh, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> no, not the Snoopy Dog, not him. All right, another event, and this one was last week. You, you may recall I was talking to a guy with a pretty catchy name, Gritter Griffin. And Gritter put together, the, he came up with the concept of a Redfish World Series. And the concept was to invite the top finishers in all of the smaller redfish tournament events that go on all across the Gulf Coast and invite the best of the best to compete in a World Series. And at the same time, put on a redfish festival. And where do you do it? Well, where else but St. Bernard. And it went off pretty well from what I understand. It was different. Uh, Most redfish tournaments, it's teams of two people you're looking for two redfish, slot size, between 16 and 27 inches, the heaviest ones. This one started off catching two fish on the first day, but then it was three on the second day. And after that, they cut the team of 48 contestants down to 12 finalists. And the final two days, last Saturday and Sunday, uh, Saturday they fished for four fish, and Sunday they fished for five fish. And I'm happy to tell you that a longtime friend of mine, Eddie Adams, who is a professional fishing guide, and his partner, Sean O'Connell, finished in first place. And that's no uh, small small task because, let me tell you, this thing invited people, some of the best of the best from all over the states, all over the Gulf Coast states. And uh, Eddie and, uh, and Sean took home a check for $50,000. So congratulations to them. All right, uh, you know, I'm sitting here at uh, St. Hubert's Cathedral looking out the window at all these uh, pines and oaks and magnolias. I'm going, boy, the squirrels have got to be moving. i got a lot of squirrels right around here. and Not that kind of squirrel. I'm talking about the four-legged squirrels. And today's opening day, and it's a great day for it. I mean, it's perfectly still. <clears throat> There's still a little bit of moisture on the leaves because we got a pretty good rain. And uh, squirrel hunting would be a great morning to be out there. It's a great sport to, to get kids in. And, um, you know, when the kids get involved in squirrel hunting it, it's something that's got a lot of action to it it's not like deer hunting which sometimes you might sit for hours before you see a deer and you really you're moving through the woods you actually learn to become a good hunter instead of just a shooter so i really strongly urge squirrel hunting for, for kids and is their first their first hunt and one of the events that you know i've never been able to make this but it's it's been going on now I know 20 years, 
and probably longer. It's the squirrel rodeo. Yep. Kind of like a fishing rodeo, but with squirrels. Hunters go out, and they bring in their best stringer. Of course, you you got a limit of eight on squirrels, so you can bring in up to eight squirrels per person and weigh them on a scale. And uh, they weigh the, the squirrels, and then they clean them all. And then Sunday, the next day, tomorrow, they're going to have a squirrel stew. They cook a big squirrel stew to feed to the members and the contestants, and uh, they award prizes, big prizes. First place, $25. Second place gets 15 Third heaviest a stringer gets 10 And for the heaviest single squirrel, you get $10. That'll hardly buy a box of shells, but it's not the prize money. It's the fun and the camaraderie, and uh, they make what I understand are really good. they got jambalaya white beans, too, in addition to the squirrels. It's over at the East Ascension Sportsman's League, and it's held at Merle Gotro's Shed. And that's in Gonzales. And actually, it's in Dutchtown. He's off of Highway 74 on Ferdinand Road. Now, you need to be a member. And, of course, it's too late to get in it today. You could go tomorrow and, and witness, uh, you know, the, the cook-off and meet some of those members. It's a great organization. Uh, I've known them a long time. They are the, a prime member of the um, Louisiana Wildlife Federation and probably one of the largest sportsmen's organizations in the state where a lot of those organizations have, have gone away because of special interests where people belong to bass clubs or they're in a duck club or a deer club or a CCA or a turkey federation. This is a sportsman's league like the old days where all interests were, were involved in it. And uh, Byron Gotro is your contact, and I'll give you his phone number in a second if you want to call him get directions to go where the squirrel rodeo is or maybe attend one of their meetings and find out about being a member you can reach byron at area code 225-936-9291 all right i got some more suggestions for our bad boy the outdoors for community service we'll be back to share that with you also got some more information to tell you about coming up pretty shortly we're going to talk to melissa terrebone and get the take on the Grand Isle Ladies Fishing Rodeo. It's not far off. It's going to be at Bridgeside Marina. And if you're a lady and you like to fish, you need to be there. We'll tell you why. All that's coming up right after this on More Outdoors on WWL 105.3 FM HD2 Radio. Welcome back in. Uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Melissa Terrebone pretty soon and uh, telling you about next weekend's Ladies Only Fishing Rodeo. going to be held in Grand Isle. It's a great party for a great cause, and we'll tell you how to get involved in that. You, uh, if you are a lady or your lady, your wife, your girlfriend, and uh, get them involved in it. It's a great event, and it's one that's been growing by leaps and bounds over the years. All right, uh, got some text messages coming in. I do want to remind you about our Cajun invasion. I got an earlier text in uh, from Smokey. I have a dog by the same name and uh, has the same question. This person wanted to know what kind of boots should they wear up on the Cajun invasion in South Dakota. And uh, Smokey went last year, and I had some of those orange boots that you strap on her feet. Maybe you could get some of the same ones uh, if you're coming. All right, um, uh, this we're still taking guesses on the mystery guess. And, and, you know, if you haven't got it by now, I'm going to help you out here, okay, because we, we're going to announce who it is uh, before this hour is over. Uh, the real name of this person is Freddie Ross, okay, Freddie Ross. Now, if that doesn't give it away, nothing's going to help you. But if you think you know who our mystery fishing guest for our TV feature next week is, text it to me at 870-870, or you can call it 504 
260 6368. All right, here's the uh, suggestion for um, our bad boy who attempted to steal $1,000 worth of fishing equipment that was earmarked for an auction to raise funds for Wounded Warrior. We're wondering what kind of community service should be given. Here's a good one. He says he needs to spend one hour for every dollar the rods and reels were worth, not only emptying bedpans at a VA hospital, but spending time talking with the vets and getting to know them and apologizing for what he did. Uh, what do you think? What would be an appropriate um, punishment if you were the judge on that? All right, um, something else I wanted to mention, too, uh, the snapper, red snapper. If you've been following along with the whole red snapper saga, uh, you know that each state now gets a quota, a harvest quota, and then they set their seasons, and when that quota is estimated to be reached, they shut it down. And Alabama and Louisiana have chosen three-day weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and until the harvest quota is reached. Uh, since the information is not exactly real time, but it's very close, it just comes in you know, a week or so later when the data gets in, uh, they can't exactly hit the nail on the head and, and know exactly when it's going to end. So they err in, the, in, favor of, in, in favor of caution. So they kind of shut it down a little early, but then when they realize what the, over, what the underage is, that they still have some fish that they could catch, they will reschedule dates, and that's been done. In Louisiana, we had extra dates last weekend, and it was a little bumpy and rough out there, so I don't know how many snapper were caught. It's also open this weekend. So today and tomorrow, you can red snapper are legal in Louisiana waters, and then they will reassess it. And if they did not reach the harvest quota uh, and they feel like there's enough warranted out there to, to let people go, they may extend it for another weekend. Alabama had extended it for this weekend. Uh, opened yesterday. It's open today and uh, will close at midnight tomorrow. Uh, that's their additional three-day private angler recreational season for Red Snapper. All right, another event that, that's going on, you might want to include this on your, your list, uh, the We Heart Veterans Fishing Rodeo. And this one is to benefit aging wartime veterans. And if you heard John Sutton was on the air with me a couple of weeks ago, he is the director of this rodeo and was mentioning that there is a real need for this. There are a lot of our aging wartime veterans who need assistance with groceries or getting around and and helping them out. And, And this organization provides that. And the CCA Louisiana and an organization called We Heart Veterans got together and they came up with this fishing rodeo, and it's today. Uh, they already launched uh, the weigh-in. They'll be back to weigh fish between 1 and 3 o'clock. And then an hour later at 4, they'll present the awards. It's located at the dock in Slidell. A lot of you are familiar with that. A lot of fishing rodeos are held there. It's right at the, the mouth of the E. Niles Canal where it empties into Lake Pontchartrain. Beautiful place, volleyball courts. Uh, It's a a combination restaurant and bar. Uh, You can sit outside on the water. It's going to be a great venue for a weigh-in. And they're going to have from 2 to 4 supercharged. They've got live entertainment. And then from 4.30 till 6.30, voodoo gumbo. And they only require a a $5 minimum donation to come in and listen to the entertainment, enjoy the food and beverage, have the kids play in the kids' zone. That's going on today, a really, really nice event, and if you got time to stop by there, you might want to include that in your things to do. Uh, the other thing, I really didn't think I, I, I had enough time to, to give to this this morning on the earlier show, 
but I did want to go over it again and point out what we might be faced with here in Louisiana when it comes to cutting back our speckled trout regulations. Uh, Florida basically came up with, after doing a stock assessment, the same conclusion that uh, our Department of Wildlife and Fisheries came up with, and that the speckled trout fishing is down because they've been overfished. And in order to compensate for that, uh, they are considering new rules and regulations to help bring the population back to what they go by what's called an SPR, spawning potential ratio. And when that number gets below a certain level, then it's deemed as that that species is overfished and in trouble, and they need to bring that SPR back up. And in order to do that, they ask fishermen to cut back on limits or to increase sizes or put in slot limits. There's a lot of remedies for it and combinations of remedies. But here's what Florida has done. And Florida was already on much lower limits than we were. They divide the state up into five different zones for catching speckled trout. Uh, Western Panhandle is, is the first one. They had a five fish per person speckled trout limit. They cut it to three fish. Big Bend had five fish. They cut it to four. The South Florida zone had a four fish limit. It will now be three. Uh, Central East area from four fish to two. Can you imagine a two-fish speckled trout limit? Wait, it gets better. In the northeast, now that's where you can catch the most and keep the most, uh, six-fish limit down to five. But they also changed the slot. Uh, Up until now, it's been between 15, which is a pretty good-sized trout, over 15 inches, and under 20 or 20 and under. That has been changed. They shortened it by an inch. So now it's 15 to 19, which means you're not going to be able to keep a fish over 19 inches anymore. And uh, you can keep one over 19 inches for the whole boat. Imagine that. (laughs) A situation where a speckled trout over 19. I have already been on trips where we have caught 30, 40 over 19 inches. Uh, It may be awaiting us. All right, then they did what a lot of people think is a remedy. They say that the guides uh, catch too many fish. They're too good at it. They're out there too often, and they should not be able to keep a limit while they're taking people out fish. In other words, a personal limit or a limit that they catch and give it to their customers. That has been outlawed. They're given no limit anymore, and their commercial trout fishermen will now be limited to 50 fish per person per day, but 100 for the entire boat. So if there's three commercial fishermen on the boat, that means 100 total. Or if there's two, 100 total. If there's one, 50. So tightening the belt by uh, no small margin in Florida. And the reason why I'm, I'm bringing this out is there's probably going to be some draft changes to our regulations. I don't know what month. Uh, Speculation says that they're going to wait till the election's over. They don't want this negative uh, management program to fall on the current governor and be a, a reason for him to lose votes. I don't know whether that's true or not, but I know they've had this information for quite a while. I really thought it was going to be presented at Thursday's commission meeting. It was not. Um, hopefully something will be out in November. And here's how it's going to go. The biologists are going to make a presentation to the commission, and they're going to say, okay, if we go from 25 to 15, 
Uh, we don't need to change this, the, the minimum size. Or if we go from 25 to 10, but we can change the minimum size, that will give us X. If we limit the number of fish over the slot that can be kept, that will give us Y. There will be scenarios, and, and it will be done on a scientific basis. And from that, the commission will get to look at it and study it. Then that information will be released to the public. And I'm hoping, and I think they probably will hold public hearings across the state. Of course, they're welcome. People are welcome to comment to the commissioners by email or mail or appear at the commission meetings. And at the next commission meeting, uh, they will report the findings on the public hearing, what the public would like. Uh, Then the commissioners, based on what they feel and what they get is the general feeling for the the, the constituents who they represent, which is you, the fishermen of Louisiana, they will vote in changes. And then it will be up to the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries to enforce those changes. That's how the system works. Uh, I'm thinking that November would be the earliest we'd see the, the recommended changes. Uh, possibly, you know, with the holidays, I don't know if they're going to put a public hearing up until after the first of the year. And I would suspect that's what they would do. Uh, they would probably pick a location, a date, and a time, and a night in most of the general areas of the state. And then they would record that information, report that back to the commission, and then the commission would be able to make a recommendation, vote on it, and adopt or reject it. So I would not look for any regulations to change until early spring at the earliest, late spring, maybe even early summer at the soonest or latest. So that's kind of our speckled trout situation. All right, when we come back after this, uh, we're going to be talking to Melissa Terrebonne about the Grand Isle Ladies Fishing Rodeo going to be at Bridgeside Marina next Friday and Saturday. And we'll check on some of your texts, too. Back with that right after this. You know, every summer in Louisiana, we have a fishing, at least one fishing rodeo every weekend. But they start to fall off during the month of October, which has always surprised me because October is one of the greatest months weather-wise and fishing-wise to have a fishing rodeo. But there are things like football and hunting season and other activities that take place. So a lot of organizations don't hold their rodeos. But I am seeing kind of a, a extension of the fishing rodeo season. And one that has been very successful in holding an October rodeo is called the Grand Isle Ladies Fishing Rodeo. They call it a great party for a great cause. It's coming up on Columbus Day weekend, which is going to be next weekend, October 11th and 12th. And joining us to talk more about the organization that puts it on and the rodeo itself is Melissa Terrebonne. <laughs> Melissa, good morning. Thanks for being with us this morning. Good morning. Beautiful morning today in Grand Isle. Boy, yeah, it might be a, a great day for a rodeo. Hopefully it'll be the same situation next weekend. Give us a little bit of background on the Grand Isle Ladies Fishing Rodeo. How did this thing start and who's behind it? Oh, this this rodeo started 13 years ago. This is our 13th annual rodeo. Um, it's a group of ladies that got together. We're a Grand Isle Community Development Team, and we decided we needed to do something for the women who love to fish. And um, so we decided to put on a women's rodeo, and it kicked off from there to do it for breast cancer awareness. And it's grown bigger and better every year since then. 
It, it is going to a really nice event that raised some uh, funds, badly needed funds, for a great cause, too. Uh, give us the, the specifics of how it's set up. Is it teams? Is it individuals? How do you, how do you register the fish, and, and what categories are open? It's both individual and team fishing. Um, the categories are rat red, bull red, speckled trout, flounder, drum, sheephead, gaff top, mangrove snapper and cobia and we also have a children's division which is rat red speckled trout flounder drum sheephead and hardhead catfish certainly the most uh, common species down there and a well-rounded uh, a variety of fish that they can fish for now the children is that only girls young girls or can little boys um, fish in it we make some exceptions if the boys <laughs> want to win the pink trophy um, they're more than welcome to fish, but uh, it's mostly geared towards girls. But we made a few exceptions a couple years in a row. Uh, we had a couple of little boys that fished also. And and uh, how are the, the, the points awarded or the categories? How many places do you give awards to, and what are the awards? There are three places. It's overall for the two-day rodeo. Um, there's three places in each division. We also have a fisherette trophy, which is the most weight on the board by a woman. And then we also have the biggest non-category fish. So if somebody wants to come in with a shark or a gore fish, whichever is the biggest fish caught, non-category fish, they also get a trophy. And so the the team gets a trophy, too, if you're on a team, if you register as a team? If you register as a team, we, we have a special award for that. Um, special teams, they, they dress up in costumes, and um, we give special awards for the best dress costumes. I've seen some of those. They're pretty creative, by the way, too. Yes, they are. They they are very creative. <laughs> what about in terms I, of uh, entertainment? Go ahead. We have a, a live band on Saturday night. We have a live auction. We give out hundreds of door prizes. We have some wonderful sponsors that give us some wonderful door prizes. Um, there's a meal included with your tickets. When you buy a ticket to fish, you're uh, allowed to fish. You get the meal, you get to listen to the band, and you get to win door prizes. And the yep, money's going for uh, a good cause. And, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some food for sale down there, too. Um, yes, we have a wonderful uh, group of ladies that come from Cutoff, and they do a bunch of homemade sweets to sell. Um they have hundreds of different of items to sell, and it's, and they give half of their money to us for the cause, and they give the other half of the money goes to Relay for Life in Lafouche Parish. Okay, now how strict is it on the ladies only? Can a, can a guy operate the boat or deckhand, assist with baiting or netting, Phil, yes, or is he sir. out of there completely? Nope, he can, he can assist on the boat, drive the boat, um, be the deck hand, gaff the fish if he has to, but he just can't weigh a fish in. And we're and looking how many into are... that. We're looking mm-hmm. into opening a category, maybe 
next year. We've been talking about it, maybe a bull red category or something that a guy can weigh in one fish. Because we know the guys get cancer too, so. Well, at least you're letting them get in there in some way, fashion, or form, and uh, maybe by next year you'll give them their, their own little category to compete, yeah. and that would be good. <laughs> Is there a limit on the team members, the number of team members on the boat? No, sir. I mean, as many as you could, as allowed to fit on a boat, but there's there's no limit to teams. There's no limit to boats that enter the rodeo. Um, the more the merrier. That's what we say. The more the merrier, the bigger the party, the more money they give to the cause. Speaking of money, I understand y'all raised $28,000 last year. Is that accurate? Yes, yes, we did. We give back to Mary Bird Perkins in Homa. We give to Hope Lodge in New Orleans. We give to Thibodeau Regional Cancer Center in Thibodeau. We also opened a wig room at Lady of the Sea Hospital in Galliano, which Anybody can go there and get a wig or a scarf or a hat for free, no charge at all. And since now there's an abundance of wigs and hats and scarves, whatever monies we're donating to the wig room, if somebody goes there and don't have insurance and needs a mammogram, the money pays for a mammogram. All right, Melissa, I just got a text message in from one of our listeners wants to know, is it okay to hire a guide who takes the ladies out in his boat? If yes, a group sir. of ladies doesn't have their own boat and they want to hire somebody down there in Grand Isle, they can they can go with yes, a guide. Sir. He just can't weigh any fish. And he can't catch right. any of the fish either. He can assist only, No, right? sir. He can assist, but he can't, and he can't weigh in. But, yes, a lot of women come here and, I think Bridgeside's charter boats are all booked up for the weekend already. Ooh, ooh, well, maybe we can try. I've got a list of some guides. Maybe if that person wanted me to check on, I can maybe locate somebody for them. Um, Okay, so I guess we covered it pretty much. Bridgeside, where can someone get tickets, and how late can Um, they get registered? Right now, tickets are available at Bridgeside Marina, Sand Dollar Marina, the Grand Isle Tourism Office on the island, and if anybody wants to track down any one of the members of Grand Isle Community Development Team or just give me a call or shout out on Facebook, or and we'll get some tickets. And you can register up until ro- the day the rodeo starts. Which is Friday. Now, I got got another text yes, in. This is last minute. Somebody wants to know mm-hmm. um, as far as boundaries, and do you have to launch at Bridgeside or Sand Dollar? Can you launch anywhere, and can you fish anywhere you like? Um, basically, the boundaries are the same as for any other rodeo. As long as it's not coming from Mississippi or Texas, I mean, you know, it's all for a good cause, but, I mean, basically it's the same boundaries as it is for any other rodeo in Grand Isle. Got it. Melissa, I think we covered all of it. Um, what's a website in case somebody wants to look up something for more information we didn't get? If they want any kind of information at all, it's grandisleevents.org, and they'll li- it'll list all the different um, events that we sponsor all through the year, and you just click on Grand Isle Ladies Rodeo, and it has all the information on there. All right, sounds good. Uh, before you go, do you have uh, a guess on who the favorite is going to be to win? Which team do you think is going to take it this year? I have no clue who what teams <laughs> are even registered right now. I know there's about 40 of them registered so far. 
And uh-huh. usually it's um, there's one team that usually pulls it out. They've done it a couple of years in a row. It's called Med Receivables. It's a pharmacy, and mm-hmm. they're out of Baton Rouge, I think. Um, I know they've won it two years in a row. Well, I know one thing. It's very competitive. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, and it's all for a good cause. And a lot of fun. Melissa, thanks for being with us, and thanks for the work you do, and hopefully you all get some great weather and some nice fish come in, and you all raise a lot of money. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Melissa Terrebonne with the... Fish. <laughs> yes, they will, if you're a lady, and men can only assist. Grand Isle Ladies Fishing yeah. Rodeo, October 11th and 12th. Check it all out. All right, we come back after this next break. Uh, we got a special guest, uh, Dr. Jim LaCour is going to join us. You've heard him before. We're going to talk about the CWD, the state of it here in Louisiana, what precautions, what laws, if there's been any changes, and also are we near a breakthrough at LSU on finding a cure or a preventative vaccine or medicine or something? How do you vaccinate deer? I don't know. Dr. Jim will be with us for that. We're also going to talk to Missy Fox and tell you about a wild night coming up next Thursday night in Baton Rouge to benefit the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Foundation. And, uh, yes, I am going to announce the special mystery guest fishing. A lot of you have got it now that Freddie Ross was a, a dead giveaway. We'll be back with more of More Outdoors right after this. You're listening to it on WWL 105.3 FM HD 2. We also live stream at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com and Radio.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 